0: worth deleting the app for.
1: The Datable Podcast is an insider's look into modern dating that The Huffington Post calls one of the top 10 podcasts about love and sex. On each episode, we'll talk to real daters about everything from sex parties to sex droughts, date fails to diaper fetishes, and first moves to first loves. I'm your host, USU former dating coach turned dating sociologist. You'll also hear from my co-host and producer, Julie Kraftchik, as we explore this crazy dateable world you <music> Hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Dateable, a show all about modern dating. As daters, we spend so much of our time thinking about defying the relationship, that dreaded DTR conversation, <laughs> and constantly scratching our head on whether they're headed for a relationship or that the other person's interested in a relationship. But our guest today, his name is Dave and also a dear friend of mine, seems to just skip that entire conversation altogether and just falls into relationships sometimes before he even knows it. Dave, some like magical power you have here. Hi.
2: Nothing magical about it. (laughs) Nothing
1: magical about it. Just a little introduction about my friend Dave. He's 40 years old. He lives in San Francisco, originally from Illinois. He's currently dating someone but has not defined the relationship. But has she defined the
0: relationship.
1: But has she defined the relationship. That's a question. Tell us about, I mean, you've told me a couple stories, but just tell us one of those stories where you've Basically, fell into a relationship and you didn't even know it.
2: Okay, well, I'm not gonna name names.
1: <laughs> Please don't. <laughs>
2: um, so, as a friend of a friend, and we were out at uh, a certain bar in San Francisco, and it was one of those nights where I didn't even wanna go out. Like, I was talked into it, like, come on, Dave, come on, come join us, have a drink. And it was a bar where we know everybody, and I'm like, all right, I'll go or one drink. Just one drink. It's always that one drink. I know. It's just uh-huh. that one drink. And uh there, he was like, I- "I'm dying for you to meet this friend of mine." And you know, she's someone that he had known for a long time that he had worked with. And it was great, like you know, but I wasn't in the mood to connect. I mm-hmm. was there just to receive. Mm-hmm. I had my drink. That was going to be the extent of my night. And then all of a sudden, another round of drinks comes, uh-huh. and I'm like, "All right, fine." Now, her and I had not had any real conversation that night. It had only been like three way or four way, like you know, like a mixture of a group talking. There was anything that made me think anything was there like nothing <laughs> even to the point at the end of the night and yes i ended up staying up to almost midnight past when i thought Whoa. i was going to i started uh i was like okay i, I got to get going and all of us were getting going and i had no idea that she was like well i'm gonna follow you because i gotta go to bart and i'm like oh okay no actually it was our friend who had to go to bart she didn't even say where she was going she just followed that's what it was and at this
1: point, you had no idea what was happening. I mean, you just assumed that this was just friends hanging yeah. out.
2: We're, we're slightly buzzed. And I got to know her through osmosis of the entire conversation from different people that night. And we're walking down the hill. We're walking towards Market Street. And I'm thinking to myself, she's going to like turn a corner at some point and be like, here's where I'm going. Or, wait, <laughs> I'm going this way. Or I'm going to call a car or you know, some version thereof. And all of a sudden, I felt a hand in mine. <laughs> wait, as if she's holding your hand? Yeah. She, was hold- she she just started <laughs> holding my hand. And I'm like, all right, okay. We'll go with this. And then? And so we kept walking. And uh, my friend, he was like, um, Dave, I think I'm going to crash at your place. Is that cool? You know, because he was like, I'm going all the way yeah. to East Bay. And I'm like, that's totally fine. He's like, could you give me your key? Because it seemed like she wanted to stay. Like, mm. we, were, we were, she was like, let's have one more drink. And I'm like, ah. Okay. All right. Let's do this. I'm wow. like, wow. here's here's my thing. The yes man. <laughs>
0: were you like into her or
2: like what? Were you just I was, confused? I was just like <laughs> rolling with it. Okay. Like. I'm one of, the, and this is a personality fault where I'm a little bit more yes than I should be on certain stuff. Like I'm a little bit more, and I know, I know people have told me, but it was so funny because I was like, okay, fine, fine. We'll have a drink. I'm thinking to myself, I've got a day tomorrow. I've got things I got to do tomorrow. And I'm like one drink. What could that hurt? It's midnight. Yes. Bars don't close. You know, I I, I thought to my head, this is my night out for the week. This is it. Yeah. This just became my night out. And so we had a drink and that drink turned into two drinks. I don't know how. I, I genuinely don't know how we ended up having two drinks. And we went back to my place. With um, your
1: friend staying over. My
2: friend was staying over. He was downstairs and he was conked out on the couch and her and I went upstairs. I don't know why. We, yeah.
1: And then and then what? <laughs>
2: just, just, just a little bit of kissing.
1: And this turned into? Uh,
2: like a month and a half relationship.
1: <laughs> so she stayed over, obviously. What was that conversation the morning after?
2: Pancakes. Yeah, it was Pancakes. And I do this thing, I think it's a defense thing, where I woke up and I'm like, okay, yeah, here she is. And what did I do last night? And then I could hear my friend downstairs. And I'm like, oh my gosh, he probably heard everything.
0: Because <gasps> you live in a loft. Because you were kissing so hard. Yeah, kissing so hard, you <laughs> <Yeah>. know. Sure. <laughs> oh, you're turning red. I love it. Right, right. <laughs> because
1: I remember this happening.
2: Kind of became a thing. And... We never talked about anything.
0: So did she like tell people that you were her boyfriend? Like what? No,
2: no, 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 no. Okay. Oh, no.
1: But there was a point where she treated you like one because you were at a work function.
2: Yes. And I think sometimes that is just a thing that there was a little owner, not ownership. What's the word I'm looking for? A little like...
1: Marking her territory. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Which trying to put words into her head because we never talked about anything. So
0: how did it end? (laughs) <laughs> it has a Julie it. it's still lingering
2: I, it just faded it um so
0: you literally didn't talk about anything. Nothing.
2: Probably towards the very end. And she even said she was like, Oh well, we we haven't really defined anything. I'm like, no, we haven't. No, we have not. <laughs> <laughs> no, nothing has been defined. Nothing.
0: Did you want to define something? Like where no, were you?
2: No, no, I did not. I did were you not. into and,
0: her in any way? I don't
2: know. I don't <laughs> now granted that was also during a very hectic work period of my life where I had an intense deadline. And I say a deadline that literally kept me up like night after night for a while. So I didn't have the headspace to probably like even like, okay, I need to take a moment and think about this and figure this out and talk to her. Like, no, like it wasn't on my agenda.
0: I'm just so confused. Like, did she, <laughs> was she the one that like initiated with you? Like, how did this even like keep going if you were so like not involved in it?
2: Like, okay, so that weekend, so that, that was like a Thursday, something like that. We went to an improv show. A friend of mine does improv. And so we went to that on Friday and we went and had a drink afterwards. And you invited her to the improv show. Well, it was one of those things where she was like, what do you? Because I was already going to go. And I'm like, you can come with. It, okay. was, very, it was very, like, natural. Wait,
1: wait, when did you exchange phone numbers? The morning after?
2: It's a really good question. Um, so
1: all of a sudden you guys are, like, texting all the time, right?
2: Oh, well, when we went and had pancakes that morning <laughs> and my friend went with us, pictures were taken and she thought they were cute. And so that's, I think that's how the phone numbers, that's how it happened. Yeah.
0: So is this like a pattern of yours or was this like a one-off? No, this is definitely
1: not a one-off. This is why I needed Dave to come on the show because this has happened before. Perhaps. Tell Julie the other time that it happened.
2: And so I'm in the business, I'm in the film business. And so I do some of the things that I do. I meet a lot of people and they ask me for for stuff to help. And so I was asked to help out on a campaign for a project. It was kind of weird in the sense that, I mean, I thought she was cute. She was definitely yeah. cute. Like, uh-huh. you know, She definitely seemed considerably younger, and I didn't, like, I'm not someone who asked a lady, how old are you? Like, you know? Yeah. And plus, I wasn't even thinking in that area. Like, not at all. And then somehow we had a meeting about the project, and the other person we were working with left. She stayed, and somehow we went to go grab sushi. And then um, we were supposed to go see a friend's movie down in San Jose. Well, we looked at the traffic and realized, no, now that's like the traffic was, we're not even gonna make it on time. So, she was like, well, hey, we could just go see, uh, there's a movie theater on uh, Chestnut. Let's go see a movie. Oh, um, okay. That's a
1: full-blown date.
2: I wasn't thinking that. So, I'm like, okay, all right. And all of a sudden, as we were walking to the movie theater, um, her arm slipped into, like, that little (laughs) thing, like... You know, like all of a sudden her arm is inside here.
1: You're walking arm in
2: arm. Walking arm in arm. And I'm like, eh, you know, sometimes that's just a thing. You know, like female, I've had plenty of female friends where they are a little bit more like affectionate and open and it's fine. You know, I didn't think anything of it until we got into the movie theater and I realized, okay, we're holding hands now.
0: (laughs) So how long did this one continue?
2: Maybe our couple months
0: just so baffled, <laughs> I'm so baffled, because like, have you ever been in a situation where you've really gone after a woman like that you're like, "I want to
2: ha- make mm. this happen, or is this just like personality trait That's a super good question <laughs> I'm not sure I've actually uh thought too deeply into it, but there might be something to it I mean hold on i you know. No, it's actually probably been a while since I've gone after a girl. Yeah, I was like, if you have to think about it, that means that it's.
0: <laughs> you know what's so interesting about
1: this? Because because I've talked about you to Julie for a yeah. while, and you're like very ambitious professionally, and also very ambitious with your friends too. You're always the one initiating hangout. He cooks for everyone, like really on top of it. But when it comes to your love life. I've never heard you talk about going after someone or someone you had a crush on or being really into someone. Why do you think that is?
2: I may have had a relationship in the past that set a bar, set a pretty high bar for uh, what I felt and haven't quite experienced that since.
0: But if you're not going after it, how can you experience it? Yeah.
2: True. That does not mean that I don't You know, obviously you've heard a couple stories about how I've been in relationships and I've been in some longer term relationships in the past as well, where, you know, I've waited to feel it. And when I say waited to feel it, like I hoped it would come. In mm. and every day. right
1: and i think that's normal yeah. i think we've all been in relationships like that you're yeah. like maybe the chemistry isn't as intense in the beginning but maybe it'll grow or maybe yeah. this relationship will grow over time but if you don't have the intentions for the relationship to grow from the beginning how can that relationship really get anywhere
2: um gosh you're making me think about stuff
1: are you looking <laughs> for love dave do you want love
2: Of course. I mean, who doesn't? Of course I do. Yeah, absolutely. And do Um, you
1: want to be in like a loving relationship?
2: Of course. Yeah.
1: And what are the steps you're taking to get there?
2: Let me look at my calendar.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You just need some girl to swoop in her arm and then
2: there
1: she
0: is.
1: (laughs) I mean, I I do have to admire these women, you know, being aggressive and making a move. That's fantastic because they're they're obviously after something.
0: I'm wondering if there's like some sign you're giving off. Like, yeah, you said there's two that you gave examples of how many, like, others have this happened to i'm not
2: keeping a journal on this
0: pretty much every relationship i feel like ua knows more about your relationship (laughs) history than you do somehow because i've been waiting for this day to just be like what is happening dave (laughs) (laughs) okay so i'm gonna go with ua's answer this happens a lot since you don't remember
1: (laughs) it's not even the falling into relationship happens a lot but also falling out of relationship Happens a lot, you just never have a clear start or end
2: there's okay, there's probably some truth to that, yeah,
0: <laughs> so I guess you're the current thing you're in, you haven't defined the relationship. How long has that been going on?
2: Mm, maybe two or three months,
0: okay, yeah, and how did this one start?
2: uh well, you guys were just saying that I haven't gone after it. This was actually from Dig. I did the, uh, I tried the, the Dig app. What Dig?
1: Oh, the, the pet owner app. The pet owner oh. app, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh, so you tried a dating app.
2: I did. I did, yeah.
1: Okay. And yeah. then you met this person. Uh-huh. And you've been seeing each other. True. No DTR
0: anything yet.
2: Well, okay. Just a few nights ago, she did happen to ask. It was discussed. Probably that's what it is. The probably. That's what it is. Have you ever brought up the DTR to anyone? I don't think so. I don't know. Me, I'm I'm gonna go with no if you should think
1: no, about it this long. I don't think you have. <laughs> I don't think you
0: have.
2: It's a brain space thing. When I say that, it's not that I don't want it. Yeah. It's that I don't You're not thinking about it.
0: Yeah. Well why do you think you're not even thinking about it? Do you think it's just personality? But you said other parts parts of your life you're not like You're this. like you
1: go after it. This guy doesn't sleep. Because he's constantly thinking about his next steps professionally.
2: Okay, that's actually quite true, yeah. Okay,
1: so this is interesting because I know there's so many guys listening to this right now just (sighs) wanting to shake you and be like, I've been looking to get in a relationship for so long. I've been looking for love and I haven't dated anybody in a really long time. And here you are just kind of nonchalant, whatever, whatever goes, goes. And yeah. then you just fall into these relationships.
0: But are they relationships? It doesn't feel like they're fully there. It just feels like they're like a canyon that just happens to come in and out. That's at least the vibe I'm picking up. You might know right. your lives better than I do. Does it Does it enhance your life? Of course.
2: Of course. I, I, I definitely value uh, companionship. Obviously, if I tried the Dig app, you know, it's something that I was seeking. If I had to scratch away, if and you guys are making me think about things that I often don't, because what I do think about is my next script. I think about my mm-hmm. next project. I think about the next business venture. I, yeah. that, that is where I invest my time in terms of my, like, what I have in my brain.
0: So these are, okay, like, I'm sorry. This is like, I think so many men are like this. I think Mm. there's a lot of men that are just like you. And I think as women that are constantly, and I'm generalizing, so it's not every man, every woman, but women that are constantly thinking about like the next step and like what's happening next. And the guy that they're with might be enjoying their company, but they're not thinking about any of this. Right. Okay. Yeah. I see what you're saying. Any of this. And that, I mean, like I've definitely been in relationships like that and yes, I'm in a relationship, but they're not like thinking about like, how do I move this to the next level? What am I going to do? Like, how do I incorporate this person fully in my life and all this stuff? It's just like, oh, when I see them, I see them and happy that they're around. It's very nonchalant.
1: Yeah. Except I would say in those situations, because I've definitely been in those relationships, those men can have that relationship go on forever and be okay with it as status quo. You actually get out of these relationships eventually. So what causes the ultimate end of these relationships for you?
2: I mean, it varies. I think it really boils down to um, they see how busy I am and the conversation comes up about how busy I am and making time. And it's not that I don't make time. It's that... They see how driven I am on things that are not related to the relationship.
0: Right. That's what I would guess because, like, I've definitely been there. And the reason I think a lot of times women are the ones to end relationships Mm -hmm. is because they're not getting enough, right? Like, they feel like they're not getting The full attention of someone. And it's not that they necessarily don't like them or they don't want to continue the relationship, but they're not being fulfilled.
1: Okay. So this is where I struggle. Do you, when you are in these quote unquote relationships, do you initiate dates? Do you initiate things to do with them? Oh, yeah. You do? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So you give them the idea that you are making an effort.
2: When I do, and it's never a lack of effort. There's a lot of things that pull me away from the social side of my life. And often if I do something social, I tend to make it somewhat connected to work because the people that I hang out with typically are people I work with. Mm-hmm. So that's, I think, sometimes the problem is that my worlds do blend together a mm-hmm. little bit too much. I don't know if I if I know how to divide them.
0: So is this working for you? I guess is the yeah.
2: ultimate question because if it is, maybe there's nothing wrong with it. It's I, that's a really good question. I don't know if it's working. Um, <laughs> <laughs> how do you know? Like what what is the gauge? What is the parameter? I guess I guess it boils down to happiness.
0: Yeah, I would say happiness. Yeah, right? are you happy? Um, yeah.
1: <laughs> wow be <laughs> really enthusiastic um yeah sure a warm body oh
2: in my, my bed well I, I if i had to be completely honest i think a large part of me won't be happy until i feel like i've gotten to a point of success in my career that i can just where i can just take a vacation for example like mm. that, and i've kind of told myself because i'm not someone who I, I travel for work and that is where i kind of like that's my vacation Mm -hmm. Um, I haven't actually looked at a calendar and said, I am going to go here and I'm going to bring a book and I'm not going to do anything other than relax. Mm -hmm. I haven't done that in a very long time. And so I think that that is kind of the bar that I'm holding for myself, that when I get to that point, then I can relax and then think about,
0: but what it, happens if you never get to that point? Yeah. Because <laughs> you, once you get success, you want more success. It's just right. like a never-ending cycle, right? Like, what's that point that you'll be like, okay, I'm good to find that person and prioritize social life?
2: I'd like to think that I will reach a point where I one success that, let's say, I get a script optioned. Boom. All right. That I'm taking a vacation.
1: I feel like... If you don't take me time, then you can't take time for someone else either. So the first step for you to get there is to take some me time. No matter how busy you are, no matter how much you're trying to achieve these specific goals, I feel like you're just like in a tunnel right now.
2: I mean, I have been I watched Game of Thrones. <laughs> well, I took time for that. So do you, do you That's a commitment. That is. The, do yeah. you want a relationship? Like, what are you looking for? Of course I do. Yeah. And um yeah. There's even a a part of me that thinks at some point I would like to have a kid. Okay. Um,
1: But do you think, I mean, you're 40, right? Like, do you ever think about what if you do get to a point in your life where you say, I've reached the successes I wanted. Now I'm ready for a wife or a kid or or a real relationship. What if then there's nobody left? (laughs) Like, Do you ever think about that? I think about
2: that. I mean, if that happens, it happens. I mean, I can't control. It's done spinning. Whatever my life is, when it's yeah. done spinning, and if I've done what I feel like I need to do in terms of like my career goals and my, you know, what I gauge for my success, if there's nothing left, then so that I tried, I guess.
1: I mean, this really proves to what we've talked about before, where the fundamental differences between men and women are (sighs) exactly you. Yeah. Men don't multitask. No. So they have to achieve these certain goals before they can think about the other aspects of their life. Whereas women try to cram it all in on the same timeline. Yeah. And that's why there's so much miscommunication between
0: men and women. Yeah. I'm just kind of envious that you just don't have these thoughts. I know.
1: Like, it's I amazing know. to me. That you can just like get in and out of relationships and just like not have it even affect you. Well, no, I've had no, I mean...
2: I'm a sensitive person. I mean, I'm I'm in the business of writing, you know, about emotions. So yeah, I definitely have had um, some breakups in the past. There was that one relationship that I think kind of numbed me to a degree that mm-hmm. because I don't feel like I've come close to that yet, that I haven't been hurt in that way. It doesn't feel the same.
0: When was that relationship?
2: Uh, that was before I moved out here about uh, 11 years ago. So you were in your 20s. Yeah.
0: I feel like that is also something common I've heard of for sure. Men holding on to these relationships from decades ago and like not moving forward for whatever
2: reason. Well it's not that okay, I'm absolutely over it and I've been over it, but I can't deny the fact that, that, you know, the way that, for example, she wrote, the way that we communicated, the the language that we had, like the shared language, was something that I'd never experienced before that and I haven't experienced since. I'm not saying that you know, oh, I absolutely want that to happen again. In fact, right. if that happened again, I would probably probably change some of the drive and in, in what I have in terms of my career. Right. We would probably dial it back because That would then fill, you know, some of that time. Just it hasn't happened yet. And maybe this person that I'm with now, maybe that happens. But I'm also in a very weird career crux of where I've got to make some major decisions on the projects that I'm dealing with. Mm -hmm. And that's taken up a lot of time, which is not necessarily fair to a relationship. And I've been honest with this person about that. And Mm -hmm. she's very supportive of it. So maybe give me six months and this conversation may be different.
0: Yep. So we had a guest that was, um, she's 70. She's a widow. And she made a statement. Not that it's the same example as yours. <laughs> you're like, how does this relate to me in any way? But like she made an ex- a comment that she can't compare new people to her ex-husband. I think probably like you can't find another person like that other person. Not that like there isn't yeah. someone else that's going to be good in a different way. But I think if you're constantly looking for someone that's just that other person, like that will probably never happen. Yeah. True. Also, yeah. we
1: had an episode about your gold standard. And we came to the conclusion that your gold standard is just a part of your mental memory that person if you met them today is no longer that person you remember them to be right so you kind of just have to let them sit in that part of the memory and know that that's it right like there's no standard for you to hold other people i guess because it's really not fair to anybody else no what is interesting about what you said about this previous love is that she made you feel in a way that you you don't think that someone else could ever make you feel again
2: oh no no it's No, it's not that. I, I do believe that can happen and, and I'm open to it. It hasn't hit me in that way since. And I'm, I, I would love for it to happen. I would love to feel that way again mm-hmm. because, you know, when you feel that way, you're yeah. like, you're on top of the world kind of thing.
1: But don't you think with your previous relationship, you were also different? You gave an energy that was different than what you're giving now. True. And that's yeah. probably why you received that yeah. kind of love back like someone that's in it.
0: Like, I feel like that vibe, and I, again, I'm just judging from this conversation, it feels like you're so removed from the situations yeah. that are happening. Mm-hmm. Like,
1: you're you're a writer, right? Your story with the girl holding your hand could have been the most romantic story if you had framed it as, we were into each other and didn't know this was going anywhere, and then she slid her hand into mine, and there we were, two mere strangers walking down the street holding hands. I mean, that's lovely. But the way you framed it was, I don't know what's going on. She just put her hand in my hand, and then we were holding hands, (laughs) and that was it. (laughs) like that could have been a very romantic yeah. gesture like too.
0: I can't tell if you're into these people yeah, not into them either. like I just have no like just thinking if I was dating you I'd be so fucking confused yeah, Right? <laughs> like, think of do right do you now. like me even? yeah <laughs> I mean I don't know if you, you might step it up more for them outside of this podcast but
2: I, I agree I mean it, it it's entirely possible that I'll just pick that night that night where she slipped her hand into my hand it was genuinely because I didn't look at her that way mm. and it wasn't that I'm not I was and attracted to her, mm-hmm. I just I wasn't there for that that night. I was yeah. there to hang with friends, and I was not looking to hook up. You can a lot. Yeah, Is that you're really true? good at that. You That's why like, you can
1: get shit done.
2: Yeah, it's not a bad quality. Uh-uh. It just feels like
0: you have definitely very different tracks for different things.
2: Well, I also work with a lot of different people in different aspects, so I do have to like I have to be this way for this group and this way for this group, yep. and so I, I do do that, you know, and and I guess I, I do that sometimes for relationships.
1: I just love getting guests on who are like Dave, who are kind of like falling into relationships, <laughs> compartmentalized relationships. And then we have other guests who come on and that's all consuming in their yeah. life. It's all about relationships. I want to find a girlfriend. I'm going on as many dates as possible. Jason, our season opener, was talking about how he went like on a hundred first dates and he had like what? thousands of matches on Bumble. So interesting. It's just yeah. so, it really interesting the type of just the differences between you and this other type of person. Wow, but...
0: <laughs> like there's a a lot of people that really prioritize dating. Yeah. Like make it a second job. And I don't know what we don't know what the right answer is. There really is. Like, is no right answer. You could say that the person that is dating like it's their job knows what they're looking for. So they are like going after their future. Right. And then you could also say that they're putting way too much emphasis on it. And then as soon as you don't put as much emphasis that's when good things come so it's yeah. really hard to say what the right approach is maybe there isn't a right approach It's just what works for you
2: well i'm also of the of the ilk where i don't believe a relationship actually defines who i am i believe right. it complements but it doesn't define me so i don't seek something unless it can has a chance to define me my career can define me mm. so, so that's go after i do think a lot more. of men
1: think like that too yep. it's the it's the career first i think a lot of men latch their identities to their career once they feel stable in that, then they can think about love and yep. family. And but then all that.
0: there's the other cohort that latch themselves onto having a significant other, yeah. right? As an identity thing. So maybe that is why some people put more of an emphasis on it than others. Yeah. I mean, I guess at the end of the day, like if you feel happy with the way things are going for you, whether that's like something intentional or not, that's all that matters. And if you don't, that's when it's time to look into other approaches.
2: Curiosity what are the other
0: approaches? I would say just being active into your dating life because you're very passive right now. What if, like,
1: what if for one week, (laughs) because I know you you have this to-do list. It's massive. What if you put dating yeah. as your number one priority?
0: Be with the girl you're currently seeing, yeah. but like really making it a priority to like send her a sweet text, yeah. do something, I don't know, plan a really great date for her. Like, I don't know what you currently do, but like having something that like really makes that a priority in some Yeah.
1: Way. And just see how that feels just for one week, like sending that first text when you wake up to her.
2: I've done that before. As I look at my phone. <laughs> Let me prove it to you. Guys.
1: <laughs> it just doesn't seem top of mind to you.
2: It's not that it's not top of mind. It's that there's a lot on my mind. Then when I wake up in the morning, the first thing that I think of is, what's my first meeting for the day? Or what's my first thing that I got to get done? Now, granted, the job that she has, like, we're not necessarily morning people in the sense that we're it's like psh, morning stuff. It's more like check-in in the afternoon and then we have a good hearty talk.
1: So you've, you feel fulfilled
2: yeah i mean i does she feel fulfilled that's yeah. the question you'd have to have her here
0: <laughs> i think you could also ask that question i mean like, right? and that's the other piece like it feels like there's like a lack of communication you said before with the other woman like you guys just didn't address anything <laughs> pancakes was, yeah like there was no conversation of getting in or out of it like it just faded like is that a theme or is that just like a one-off with her
1: didn't quite think about that yet.
0: (laughs) That's what Dave was thinking. I'm just going to put that on loop. Yeah! Let (laughs) me
1: compartmentalize
2: If if, if your audience can see, I am rubbing my beard right now. Yeah.
1: Um. Eyeballs are
0: turning so Uh. fast. I think anytime you have to think about something for more than 10 seconds, the answer is no. No.
2: Well, okay, this is probably the compartmentalized aspect of my person. Like, okay, the morning that... Pancakes. The pancake girl. We'll call her the pancake girl. um, I woke up not Clear about what exactly had happened or what that meant. And so, my I'm, I'm a goofball, like I'll joke around. And so, my first thing was I called out to my friend downstairs, realizing it's probably awkward. I may have to apologize to him later. I'm not quite sure what he heard, or maybe hopefully, he was just passed out. The long story was, I felt bad. Yeah. And I do that where I feel bad that he was affected by something that I did. And so with that, also feel like I needed her to feel comfortable. Cause I don't really know her. I just met her last night. And so I'm like, Hey, pancakes, everybody. And so I made a joke out of it. And mm. so guess what? The three of us went to go get pancakes. We had a lot of fun yeah. having and joking about
0: pancakes. And there's something wrong with that. I don't think you need to like have a super serious conversation no, yeah. the moment pancakes you get up from a, a one night stand. But I'm saying the fact that it didn't happen anytime time in the relationship. <laughs> that's the part that I'm a little baffled on. I guess what I really want
1: to do is speak for the women who've been in this situation. And ask you, what are some signs that a a woman can look for if the guy's not really into it right or are you into it that's just
2: how you show it right right. i i I am and and when i say that i genuinely every girl that i have dated i do treat seriously and i treat with respect and i make a point to do that i was raised that way so while my communication skills in in the sense of i may not be the first one to be like hey what are we are we are we boyfriend girlfriend like i will that's probably not me yeah i will still be open to the conversation and i will absolutely have it and i will define it as we are
0: I mean, I think this is an interesting point because I think, like, I've definitely been here before with, like, someone I was dating, and I think I had a vision of, again, it goes back to, like, the way you are versus the way someone else is, like... I was willing to go like over the top for this person. And I felt like he liked me, but I never got to like that level Mm. with him. So it made me question like how much does he like me? Like how much does he prioritize me? Or is just this the way he is? Like he's pretty just Mm. like laid back and chill. And I think that's the part like the way you're talking I would think you weren't interested. But you're saying you are interested. So it's like how can a woman you're dating like work with you to figure out that you are super into her? Yeah,
1: because it It just sounds like your relationships can't get to that next level. What can happen for it to get to that next level? Let's pause for a sec and talk about mental health. Mental health is so important, and that's why I'm so glad I found BetterHelp. Julie's the one that actually told me about it, and it's a great way to start your therapy journey. With BetterHelp, I can get online counseling and connect with professional, credible, and compassionate counselors in a safe and private online environment. BetterHelp's counselors specialize in depression, relationships, trauma, and many other areas. Everything stays confidential and you can always change your counselor. With over 3,000 US licensed therapists across all 50 states, and your choice of communication modes, including chat, text, phone, and video, BetterHelp has made it easy for me to find help, and it's just nice to know I don't have to go through anything alone. BetterHelp is also quite affordable and for dateable listeners only. Get this, you get 10% off your first month with a discount code datable. You can get started today. Just go to betterhelp.com datable fill out a simple questionnaire to help assess your needs and get matched with a suitable counselor. And again, that's betterhelp.com slash datable. and use the code D-A-T-E-A-B-L-E for 10% off your first month. Now back to the ship. What can happen for it to get to that next level?
2: I suppose that there's probably a dampener attached to uh, how I am in relationships. And that dampener is how busy I keep myself and everything else where it dampens it. Like I, mm. you know, my energy, like you have so much in your tank to yep. deal with, like, you know whatever's inside of you and so because i invest so much through 12 hours of the day or whatever i do I don't. you know where it's like what do i have left mm-hmm. and i do give what i have left and there are plenty of times and even in this current relationship that i'm in where i've been honest with her like we're gonna hang out tonight and we we're supposed to go out and have drinks with friends and i'm like you know what can we just sip on some wine and watch netflix tonight because that's my energy level yeah and she's cool with it
0: so I'm all for career. I'm very career-oriented. However, I think there's, like, the saying, right, that's, like, on your deathbed. Are you going to think about, like, the extra hours mm-hmm. that you've been clocking? Or are you going to think about, like, the people? The loved and, ones. Right. Like, what happens if all you do is career and the romance and love doesn't end up happening again? Will you feel fulfilled? You sound like my dad. <laughs> at before this my my dad has been on me
2: about this god i hope he doesn't listen to this because he's going to be like yeah i have
0: i have his email i will Uh, send it no no he will not listen to this but
2: uh i I hope so the problem for me is that i've invested i gave up a lot to do this career Mm -hmm. i gave up a lot because i believe in it and it's something that's been inside of me and i wish I had started this earlier in my life, but I grew up in an area in which dreams like this were just not like, oh, why would you do that? Go get a job at the factory because the factory's hiring and they pay good and 401k and all that. Like, no, I went after it. And um, if I fail at this, I can't fail. So that, that, that is part of the drive mm-hmm. is that I cannot fail at this, that this is why my waking hours are spent, you know, finding the next path or working on things that I've already worked on to get them there. Yep. And that does not discount the fact that you you read some of my scripts and I'm a romantic sap at heart. Yeah, like he I do believe in love. Yeah. Like I genuinely do. He
1: wrote a movie about the woman that he was in love with.
2: Yeah, yeah I kind of did. <laughs>
1: Why do you think that you compartmentalize relationships separate from work? The right partner could possibly enhance your career and help you achieve those dreams and goals. Have you ever thought about that? I
2: have. And I do because I don't want to be a selfish lover. I don't want to be where it's about my career and not yours. So I want to make sure that whatever I give, Mm -hmm. like whatever she gives, I can give back. Mm. And so that's why sometimes I catch myself dialing back. I don't want to be in a situation where they're just doing everything for me, and then I'm not doing anything for them.
0: Do you think that's something that you could just communicate? Like, I think what you just said was very endearing. Like, that passion is really attractive into someone, right? Like, is that something you could communicate and make sure that you're on the same page of them not feeling that
2: way? And you're absolutely right. And that's something I know I I need to get better at. And part of it is that once we talk about it, then it's out there. Then it has to be addressed. And then that becomes like the crux of that relationship because we had that talk. And now will Dave give what he needs to give? Will She matched that. And then like all of a sudden it becomes about like what we talked about. So yeah, sometimes it is easier not to talk about it and figure it out as you go along.
0: But isn't that any relationship?
2: Like you stating your needs
0: and someone coming back with it? Yeah.
2: And then that's something, yes, like I said, I need to get better about. I'm not the best about having those conversations, And I'm always open to them because if they come up, then guess what? We're going to have them.
1: But you're open to other people bringing it You're passive, up. yeah. You're very passive in very... that way. But what if there's a way, like, this is why we want you to do this experiment. What if for a whole week, you're the one initiating these conversations, yeah. putting love first. I think about my ideal partnership is I don't want to marry or date someone in my industry, but I want to be with some who can enhance my career because they may give you ideas that you never thought of because you're just so in your own industry, right? So two people could actually feed off of each other's energy and help each other's careers rise to the levels that you both want and still be in in a great relationship.
2: I agree with that. I think, yeah, I love being inspired by a relationship. And that is something that I haven't been in a very long time. And that is not to discount the people, the the, the women that I've dated, there are so many notable qualities about them that have have made me a better person, I think today. But there's something that for me has been missing, and I'm open to it in this current relationship. But I haven't been inspired. Like yep. when I say inspired, it's when just getting a text from them, or have a conversation, or that late night. It's three a.m. Why are we still up? And then the next day, I'm like, I need to write this. Like yeah. I haven't that felt is that so
1: much pressure though in a
2: relationship. Of course, oh, and that's why gosh. I don't bring it up. Because if I'm honest, that is what I'm looking for. Is like, but th-
1: Dave, are you? doing anything to inspire them are you sending them messages that they could write into a film you have to give equal energy right
2: i have to say i have been told that i have inspired i have inspired I appreciate that. It also adds another level because it reminds me that I'm looking for the same thing and I'm not quite feeling it yet. So
0: I read this article about just like if you want to feel happier and more fulfilled, the best way to do that is to compliment people every day Mm. and like put it out first to someone else and not expect anything back. So I feel like this experiment would be really good to see if like you put it out there to someone and like with no expectation of anything back, will you start to feel that more of that energy and that fulfillment?
2: And and I have done that. Maybe I need to do it more. The contrast, though, is that a lot of the people I've dated are not in the business. A while back, I dated someone who was in finance. And it was really hard for me to be engaged in that because I didn't know how to encourage her for her spreadsheets. She was passionate about it, but it wasn't something I was passionate about. But There's a part of me that's drawn to that. Like, I like the idea of that, of dating someone who is not in the business I am, but mm-hmm. still inspires you. Right? Mm-hmm. Okay. that's that's hard it's like that
0: chicken and egg like are you just with the wrong people and that's why you don't feel yeah. inspired or is it that you're not putting that energy out and they're not putting it back because they don't feel like you are and it's like a vicious cycle
1: there was this article uh, in the New York Times by this woman who said that she and her husband had these had like a very disconnective relationship because he was in like a very scientific role and mm-hmm. she was in a very like journalistic role so they could never really relate about their careers so they just Basically list all the things they do every day. And that's their way of like connecting until one day she was like, I really want to know what you're working. Like, I really want to know to the T what you're working on and why it inspires you, why it gives you so much passion. Right. And he went into this whole story about how he was like doing cancer cell research but like to the very scientific level. And it, it inspired her so much that she wrote an article about it because she was like, it was just so beautiful that he, the way he talked about it. Mm. She didn't know what he was talking about. Yeah. but she, she was like, it was almost artistic the way he was talking about it. And it became a movie. And like in her head, it became this film. So I think even someone who works in finance, even though you think it's spreadsheets, maybe there's something very beautiful and therapeutic in what they do. It's not what they're doing. It's how they're doing it right. and how it affects. How they describe? Maybe what they're, they're doing. telling a
0: story with their data, yeah. just like you tell a story, <laughs> right? I mean,
1: it's the same. They probably also feel the same pressure with dating someone who is artistic that they probably feel like they need to be more inspirational, more creative. When everyone has that passion inside of them, yeah. You're the artist, it's your job to get that out of people. That is what you do in life. That you tell stories to inspire people yeah. to, you know, to ignite something in them. So why can't you do that in relationships too?
2: That's probably because I need to take a step back and like listen to the inspiration. Like, but yeah. well, listen. Like, I, I've been told so many times, Dave. You're you're a great listener, and I I feel like I am. I definitely like you know. I will mm-hmm. I will listen to somebody, and mm-hmm. I will definitely do my best to give them whatever wisdom I feel like they need in that moment. But something that in relationships I'm not the best about is connecting that to what they're passionate about mm-hmm. and finding a way to balance it. Because I feel like most of the relationships that I am, they, they want to hear about what I do because they think what I do is so interesting. Mm-hmm. And exactly, I get, and, and that's that's where I'm like, I try to dial it back and I want to stay interested in what they're doing and who they are. But it sometimes it doesn't feel fair even to me. When I say fair, I realized we went and had a drink and you asked about all my projects that I'm working on today and you didn't talk once about what you did right. at work, even though I asked. Like I did like, how was your day? And I'd get the short answer. And then it's like, so you had an audition. How'd the audition go? And of course, I have more to say. Like, there's a lot to say about an audition. Yeah. So it ends up being more me than them. Mm-hmm. And I'm self-conscious of it. Because but maybe
0: that's your job to, to bring it back and have yeah. that volleyball conversation. That's not just you. It's any date, right? It doesn't do matter that. what I, your occupation is. I do is. do that.
2: I've caught this happening before, though, where as soon as I try to turn it to them, you know, you can, you can, you can feel the ebb and flow of a conversation, like yeah. that volley mm-hmm. back and forth. And as soon as I try to redirect it back to what they're doing, then it kind of like it deadens. Part of it is I'm an enter- entertainer was the word I'm looking for. I'm, I want to make sure they're having fun, yep. I guess. Mm-hmm. And so if that means that I've got to tell a funny story about like whatever I did that day and then they've got nothing, then I fill that with something that makes them smile and laugh. And that means that it's 70-30% for that particular day. And then I walk away and I'm self-conscious of it because I'm like, wait a second. Gosh, I did it again.
1: Holy totally relate. I you feel had like
0: someone call you out on this. I remember? totally <laughs> did. I went on a blind date
1: with this guy named Andrew. You guys have to listen to the episode if you haven't yet. But it was uh, Dating on a Whim, I yep. think it was called. I do this like performance when I go on dates because I'm like, I can entertain a tree, basically. Yeah. So- He called me out in the middle of the date and was like, it's great what you're saying and what you're doing. But like, can you just take all that out and just tell me who you really are? And that's when we really connected was when he called me out. But before all that, I was like, I am so funny. I'm so entertaining. I'm so interesting. To him, he was like, oh my God, when is this girl going to stop her act? Yeah. She does not need to be entertaining to me. I'm just trying to connect with this person. For that next level that I feel like you're not getting to. Because one, you're so in your head about, oh, I I can't monopolize this conversation. And two is I'm, this person wants to know more about me, but if I bring it back to them, they have nothing to talk about. I think those are all just limiting beliefs, yeah. again, that that is limiting you from connecting with someone. Everybody's interesting. Everybody's interesting. But we just have to find ways to bring it out of them. Yeah. Otherwise, they will also retrieve and don't want to talk about. And I think this
0: entertainment aspect, like I think, yeah, like you want to laugh and have a good time on a date and think positively of that person that way. But I think the best dates are when you feel like it's like... This deeper connection yeah. that's happening and maybe that isn't a funny story like and, and I do get that
2: balance yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about what date are we talking about like first date or any fifth d- date first,
1: yeah any date but first yeah. date sure
2: yeah first date yeah there's definitely some things that I won't talk about to anybody like there are some things that I it took a year of me knowing you way before I even told her so there's definitely some aspects of my mm-hmm. life that hey that's just that's here that's here and, Yeah. Well, <laughs> yes but <laughs> I'm, I'm, it's also where, you know, I have to feel like I trust the person. Right.
1: Let's hold that thought for a second. We'll get right back to it.
0: Yeah. Fair enough.
1: Yeah. I'm like that I, too. Yeah. yeah. I totally understand. But there's, there's a difference between like sharing and then collaborating. Yeah. So this is, this is the thing that i found in my relationships. I used to share my projects a lot. This is like a show I'm working on, or this is a script I have been looking at and I just share it like, you know, just to tell them what I'm working on. But I've realized the connection comes from collaborating. I've been working on the scene, you know, I'm just I'm just saying. If I if I were to write a script, like I'm working on the scene, can you give it a read and tell me what you think? I remember I did this with my ex years ago. I had a script um, come back to me that I was really excited about, and I gave it to him, and I said, "Can you just like mark up everything, all your thoughts?" And it was so exciting for him because he's never seen a script before. He was like, this is awesome. And then he brought in his own experience into it. We had just like such a great time collaborating on the script, Yeah. although he's not in the industry.
0: I totally have that same situation as well. Yeah.
1: Like what was your
0: situation? Oh, like I remember with my ex, like I I was like debating if I should like continue the startup I was Mm. running and he had no affiliation to startups at all. By me reaching out to him and getting his opinion, that was like when things went up a notch, like mm. I think, like having feeling that I was like consulting in him and trusting him and like w- really yes. valued his opinion was huge. And I yes. did value it, even if he didn't have necessarily relevant experience. Mm.
1: Yes, that's a really good point because once someone feels like they're in the shadows of your industry or in what you do, then they'll always stay in the shadows. Yeah, they'll always be that co-star. But if you can bring them into the foreground and say, I value you as much as I value my business partner, yeah. then that's when the relationship can really get deeper. Yeah. <laughs> it's like...
0: That's nice, but, but no. <laughs> it's there, not on my list.
2: There is a part of me, and granted, this probably doesn't work because we've all seen these stories just fall apart—the Hollywood stories of like the power couple. Yeah, I've always been drawn to the idea that there is that perfect match for me that has the drive, but is the complement to my drive. Yep. like the complement. Like, so if I'm like, if I'm here, she's here. And then when we come together, we're a force to be reckoned with. Probably the dream, but it's also not something that, it's almost the unicorn.
1: It's not the unicorn. It's something you build. You can't have that from the get-go. Like nobody has that kind of relationship from the very beginning. True. You have to build towards that. And that comes from communication and talking about your expectations and also opening yourself up to the other person. It can't be surface level. It will never get there. Yep. Building like- a relationship is hard, but once you build a great relationship, it's it's solid, right? It's just so interesting that all of us want this unicorn relationship, but we never talk about how we're going to get it. We don't talk about how we're going to get there and then we just end up complaining about the dating scene, or we end up saying, I'm just too busy or making other excuses when we ultimately all want the same thing. We all do, which is an ultimate, like solid, fulfilling partnership of some sort, whether with one person or multiple. It doesn't even matter.
0: So that's a good segue to takeaways. Takeaways. Takeaways.
1: I'm, I think, um, ultimately, I think when it comes to relationships and dating, you get back what you put into it. So you can't expect other people to give you something that you're not also giving to them. Yep. And I'm not saying, Dave, that you, you are not giving anything. You are. You, I think your baseline, great boyfriend, giving you the time that you have. But what if you just went that extra mile? Like, what if you just did that one extra thing that you didn't think you could squeeze time or energy for? Just for a week, just try it for a week, right? And see see what that feels like. Or what if you just opened yourself up just a little bit more, like let go of that trust issue just a little bit more and open yourself up, see what that feels like and see how that person reciprocates. Mm. I think dating right now, the problem we face is we're all just so surface level with everything. Yep. It's just like companionship, this feels great. But ultimately we still want something deeper. We want that connection. So if you want it, You put yourself out there first.
0: Yep. That is exactly what I was going to say. No, just kidding. But it was a little. But I think my takeaway is like, I think it's... It's interesting because like we talked about earlier like there's some people that know everything that they were looking for they have a life plan they have five-year plan 10-year plans all the stuff and there's some people that have no plans again i don't know what's right or wrong like i don't think there is a right or wrong maybe there is something of just like at least knowing like what's a priority to you and checking in is am i working towards that like am i making sure that i'm allocating some time for it even if it's not like all my time just so i can't and have a balance and not just have one area of my life thriving, but really kind of see if there's a way to make them work in motion together.
1: Yeah. Dave. I know it's a lot. <laughs> I know you didn't come on the show for us to identify a problem. I don't think this is a problem. I think it's more of like, let's be curious about why this is happening. Yeah. Like this is why this is a pattern. And then what are some ways that you could try and experiment with different tactics to just to see if there's a different outcome? So like, what is something that you've been thinking about? Just from our conversation.
2: Uh, um, Maybe I shouldn't be dating.
1: (laughs) But ultimately, I think that's an okay conclusion to come to, right? Maybe you just think, yeah, maybe like I'm just not at a point where I should be dating right now. And that's okay. I don't think that's a bad thing.
0: We're not trying to break up your. No, relationship. I'm not trying to break up your relationship. But
1: also, I, I think in the long term, it's more fair, you know. So if if that is where you where you land, then that's where you land.
2: Yes, I know. I need to dial back on the work and make more time for personal relationships. You know what? That goes for friendships too, mm-hmm. where I, you know, I, I tend to combine the things.
0: I think my other takeaway is like kind of pulling out the passion, like we talked yeah. about. Like I love this idea that like. For For so long, I had fixated, like, oh, I want someone to have this career and that career. And then I kind of just, like, was like, no, I don't really care at the end of the day what their career is. I just want them to be passionate about it. Like, I want them not to just go to work every day. It's something they have to do. But, like, really be excited about what they are doing. Mm -hmm. And I think, like we've talked about it here. And like, I've experienced this too, is like, I don't necessarily care what they're saying, but it's like the way they're saying it. So is there a way that you can either present that to your partner or have them pull that out of you somehow? And I think that's where you like can form a bond over not necessarily what the specifics are, but like the shared passion.
1: Yeah. And when it comes to passions, I think People use that word like, oh my God, I'm just so passionate about, I don't know, something like obscure hobby. It doesn't even have to be that. A a passion could be, like for me, I'm very passionate about sushi. If you get me talking about (laughs) sushi, I light up and I get extremely happy about it. And that's something we can connect over.
2: I'm I'm, I'm actually hungry for sushi right now. There you (laughs) go. We're going to get sushi
1: after this. But the passion, I don't think we need to put that much pressure on. A passion doesn't need to be a hobby. It's just an interest, something you really, really like. And then back to like, Dave, you're, you're a storyteller. You're a creative writer. I think about every day, what is my script, my life script? What does that look like? If I were to do a screenplay on my life, what is the plot? And I I don't think, I wouldn't watch a a movie that had a plot about how someone got to a point in their career. Like that would just sound super boring to me. I think the career part is sort of a subplot. That's interesting. But the ultimate plot line is how this person found a very fulfilling connected deep relationship that's the plot i want to go after so when i write my own screenplay that's every day i feed into that that plot well
0: also speaking of that i think a plot you probably wouldn't want to watch either is just someone that just happens <laughs> to fall into whatever gets thrown at them you want to see that person go after something like yeah. whatever that is like you want to see that like that passion right it's like yes. that energy and passion and like just kind of going with the flow and being like eh, i could take it or leave it like isn't that passion
2: yeah so i need more passion in
0: my life
1: no you are <laughs> passionate
0: you just need to show it a little <laughs> more yeah, you're
1: passionate about work like yeah. the way you go after your work projects what if you did that for like a girl <gasps>
2: What? Yeah. Or what, you if, you get back? What,
0: what? Or what if the way you talked about a girl, you change that script? That's yes. an easy, you yes. are a script writer instead of saying, like, what yes. you I said earlier, like, happened to, like, have her hand in mine. Like, tell that story differently.
2: Well, okay, granted, those are just two stories out of, right. like... I love being creative on dates. I love like doing fun things or finding like I love surprises. You know, I I love dating someone who can accept surprises Mm. like, hey, you Mm. don't know what's going to happen. Guess what? We're going to have fun tonight and you're not going to know until it happens kind of thing. So I do like that. But I'm also not the best at making.
0: But I want to see that side of Dave. And I want to hear about that like before all these just it happened to me just by accident.
1: Yeah. And it's not about time. You keep thinking about, you keep saying this like dating takes away time, that you need to ration out your time and dating is like the last place you're you're placing the time at. Maybe the time is not about like you planning this surprise, but I think it could be as simple as, hey, you're the first thought in my mind when I woke up this morning. Simple text like that. That took no time at all.
0: We had David Cruz on our um, podcast that talked about just putting like post it notes around as like a surprise. That takes what?
1: Takes two minutes. That elicits passion. That's yeah. like, I'm, I'm so into you.
0: And also like, I don't know. I know you're busy, but I don't buy the whole time thing because like, I feel I like for years too. I'm to equate this to exercise for years, I was like, Oh, I don't have time to like go to the gym or run. And it's like, Oh, it takes like 20 minutes. Like what is 20 minutes in the scheme of like your whole day? Nothing. It's nothing. Like, I think there's always time. You make time for what you want to make time for.
1: Absolutely. Should we do a question of the day?
0: Yeah, okay. let's do it.
1: Question of the day. This one comes from Roxy. She says, I met this great woman who I have been spending a lot of time with, but she keeps referring to me as her friend, not her girlfriend. We have an intimate relationship, so it's not like she's friend zoning me. I'm afraid to have the DTR because these comments make me feel like she isn't looking for a relationship or doesn't want a relationship with me. Should I have the talk anyway? Well,
2: yeah. After, after, <laughs> yes. Like you guys like I'm a convert now. <laughs> yes. Have the talk. Make the time.
0: Write a post it note. (laughs) If the guy that refuses to talk is telling you to have the talk, (laughs) you gotta have the talk. Done. End of story. Back. Over. (laughs) I mean, what's the worst that can happen? You're already questioning and writing into us, so you might as well talk to the person that you're actually. In the relationship with.
1: Yeah. And I I feel for you, Roxy. I've been there where I'm just Mm -hmm. constantly trying to guess where this relationship's going. Is he calling me his girlfriend to his friends and to his family? It's about you and this other person. It's not about anybody else. So if you're trying to get clarity, you need to ask that person. Nobody else can give you that answer. So yes, (laughs) you
0: have the talk. And I mean, you already feel like she doesn't So it's like either you'll be confirmed and you'll save time. You can move on if that's really what you're looking for. Or maybe you'll be pleasantly surprised. Maybe she's like Dave in the way she... Like (laughs) what? We're in a relationship? Yeah, sure. Or or just like she doesn't show things necessarily the same way that you show things. Maybe she's not as verbose as you are. And maybe that's okay. It just means that you have to like better understand each other. Yeah.
2: Well, I'm noticing that communication seems to be the biggest, like from Uh, our conversation and from this question, why isn't there an app for this?
1: What do you mean? Like an app to help you communicate? Yeah,
2: in relationships.
1: <laughs> then you definitely can't communicate. You need an app to help you communicate. What do you mean? It's like an AI robot. It's like, Dave, have the DTR
2: conversation today. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> it could be like a reminder of a calendar. You a my calendar. A reminder? Girlfriend?
1: <laughs> oh my God, a checklist. It's like, groceries, finish this project. Have DTR conversation with girlfriend.
0: <laughs> what? No, Dave, that's not how they this world works. Uh. I appreciate it, though. But communication is something that we talk about all the time, and it's something you're never taught, and it's yeah. something that's probably the most fundamental part of a relationship and the hardest part. I think, like, we talked about a little earlier, mm-hmm. is, like, I've struggled with this too, is, like, communicating my needs, not feeling like that's going to overtake the whole relationship, but just having a healthy dialogue is so important, yet it's so difficult.
2: Well, isn't yeah. that what keeps us blocked in a lot of, like, not just dating yeah. relationships but any relationship we have where totally. we hold back we yep. tend to hold mm-hmm. back on what we're really feeling or thinking like that's just it's a human thing
0: yeah it totally is because we're I-
2: afraid of being rejected or yep. hurt or like there's so many reasons why and i okay now it's all coming back to what you guys were saying to me is that, yeah, there's a lot of reasons probably why I'm not the one to bring up those kind of conversations. Mm -hmm. Because once you have those conversations, they can be hard.
1: Yeah. Oh my god, are you
2: having an epiphany right now?
1: I don't know. Do you want to have a conversation? (laughs) Do you (laughs) want to practice on us? Is that a Kleenex right there? (laughs) Many. I have a
0: Costco-sized Kleenex box just for you. (laughs) We bought it for this occasion.
1: (laughs) Listen, before we wrap up this episode, I do want to give a shout out to the two women you mentioned in your stories. I don't want them to be portrayed as roadkill because no. I have to say I've been there I've I've held a guy's hand thinking that this was going somewhere and I've I've done all of that too I don't want these women to be portrayed in a way that we're mocking them or making fun of them it's oh, just of course not. we're yeah. just talking about these stories in a way that how
0: they happen? From well, I think perspective. it's awesome that they went for <laughs> yeah. it, and I and I am still convinced that Dave is giving some sort of cue. Like he gave definitely them that is. Grit, he doesn't know green light. He yeah. does have
1: like a twitch, like like he is winking at you. Sometimes what? But, but he's not really.
0: What? <laughs> you <Yeah. that> just <laughs> you're so unaware of everything that's <laughs> happening. <laughs>
2: Are you clearing your body? <laughs> okay. Alright, and, and for the record, oh. these two women I'm still friends with and uh-huh. they're adorable, they're talented, they're amazing people. I know. And I hope they never listen to this. <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey, this was more about you than them, so. Yeah, exactly. We're shouting them out right now. <laughs> you. you go, ladies. But well. I'm glad we talked about this
1: because I think there are a lot of people out there who are very similar to you, yeah. who are going through the same things.
0: Going through We're, the motions. Going yeah. through the
1: motions. We're not saying there's a problem. We're just saying maybe rethink things a little bit and see if there's a different
0: outcome. Can we do the experiment? Yes. Would, you, would you do it? One week. One week of your One life. One week. You only have to carve out twenty minutes a day. That's, that's it. it. One to do what? week. Just make
1: dating top of your twenty minutes checklist. for dating. Just Whatever see what that happens. is. Yeah. Just see what happens.
0: Maybe that's on a date, trying to go a little deeper. Maybe it's texting first thing in the morning, doing a surprise. You said you like surprises. Hello.
1: Or like asking a question, a deeper question. Yeah. Hmm. That would be kind of interesting.
0: Okay. Maybe five minutes is for self-reflection.
1: Yeah, whatever that means to you. But I think you get inspired by words. So maybe if you just put it down on your checklist of things to do, if you wake up in the morning and the first thing you see is, one, dating. Just see what, it, what that inspires you to do. Or love. Put love <gasps> yeah. as number one. Yeah,
2: a, oh, just oh, see oh, what that whoa, inspires whoa, whoa, you to do. Whoa, 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 whoa. Rewind. <laughs> you just used the L word.
0: But maybe... Don't be so scared, <laughs> Dave. <dear. laughs> that doesn't mean... It could be love in so many other ways. Yeah, it could you be know? like reaching out to your parents or like... That's friend. Yeah. It doesn't even have to be romantic. Yeah.
1: We're just talking about relationships in general. It doesn't oh, have to be... I don't, be I don't have a
2: problem. I talk to my family every day, so I don't have a problem with that. But let's
1: just see <laughs> like what love... just. Putting that word out there. Okay. Right. See what that inspires you okay. to do. Okay. For a week, for a week. Seven days. <gasps> Monday through Sunday.
0: Yeah. Weekends included. <laughs> weekends included. Good. Good. Absolutely included. This is
1: a low commitment. <laughs> Very low. Come on. <laughs> no one's even holding you accountable other than your dog Addie. <laughs> She's like, I love. Love.
2: <laughs>
1: okay, we'll wrap this up. And but we do want to give a plug for what you're working on. So tell everybody why you're important in the film community here.
2: Oh wow. I'm- know if i'm important but um i try to be and i try to work with good people so we're doing a couple of projects we got bay Area film mixer coming up collaborators or creators in the uh, business or want to be in the business uh, you should You're be there. the
1: founder of bay area film mixer correct uh yeah mixers are a great way to go and just if you're not in the industry i encourage you to go because you just meet people totally different than when you're used yeah. to on a daily basis you might be, get um inspired some by some creativity sometimes they do screenings it's just a great way to get into the creative community here true in the bay area
2: we, we are doing a screening uh for this one and it is reels from actors and uh creators here in the bay area oh, cool. so it's a chance to see like who's doing what here
1: fabulous okay we're going to wrap this up. Stay
2: datable.
1: Want to continue the conversation? First, follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter with the handle at Dateable Podcast.